Hi guys, how you doing? I hope that you're all well. Welcome to another episode of Stop Sweeping Under the Carpet. My name is Jacqueline and I'm also the founder of The eBridge. And one of the things that we do at The eBridge is to raise awareness of domestic abuse to employers, employers, businesses, organisations. And um, just based on that, I just want to bring light to the figures that we're talking about when we when we talk about domestic abuse and here um, in England and Wales 1.9 billion a year um, in the economy is lost due to the decrease in productivity and also administrative difficulties such as unplanned time off lost wages and sick pay all that is raises awareness about how much we are spending in terms of domestic abuse in the UK. Now, and it's such an easy thing that one can address. And I'd like to go on to say that there is actually a business case why it's so important for employers, organisations, businesses um, to have something in place, a policies or procedures in place because it's their duty of care to their employers and there are four main health and safety laws which is relevant to domestic abuse at work because we we shouldn't um we shouldn't think about the fact that well okay you know play ignorant and think that domestic abuse only happens in the home and i've said this time and time and time again and i have no qualms in saying it again that employers do have a duty of care to their employees and that domestic abuse does come to work and it does have an impact on the productivity and performance of employees who have been affected. Now, in this episode, I'm going to um, talk about the health and safety um, law, well, highlight what the health and safety laws are. And I'm also going to Um, raise awareness of what employers should be looking out for in terms of um, the physical and mental appearance of an employee that has been affected by domestic abuse. But let me just start off by um, stating what the laws are which are relevant to um, violence or domestic abuse at work. First and foremost, the Health and Safety at Work Act 1974 Management of Health and Safety at Work Regulations 1992, Reporting of Injuries, Diseases and Dangerous Occurrences Regulations 1995, and finally the Health and Safety Consultation with Employees Regulations 1996. This means that employers need to have an, an effective workplace policy or procedures of domestic abuse in place and ensure that employers are com- you know are complying with these laws um, I mean I can I can go on but I'm sure you know as an employer you know this is directly to the employers this is something that they should have in place and if you're an employee I think it's important to challenge your employers to ensure that they, ha- that they do have these um, laws in place. Yes, if they are, great. But are they actually acting upon it? 
is it actually a working document? Again, I have mentioned this before in my previous podcast, the, the policies and procedures shouldn't be laying dormant, covering, you know, in dust um, in, a, in a dark corner of the HR room or something like that. You know, um, it should be a working document. Now, as far as the signs and the indicators of domestic abuse, um, it's important that employers, um, I mean, one's not expecting them to be experts in this, but they need to bring people like myself in who specialises in these areas, talking about domestic abuse awareness and the signs and what happens if an employer discloses um, abuse, you know, to 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 their manager what what do you do now let me just start off with the 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 signs of domestic abuse um, that one of your employees may be experiencing and the most obvious one is the physical injuries Um, and we must point out that domestic abuse can happen to both men and women but in this instance um, you know one says that it's predominantly against women that domestic abuse takes place so the physical injuries where a woman may have come, you know, come to work laden with you know, overuse of um, makeup, trying to hide the bruises um, that's been inflicted upon her. Number two, absent from work and work gatherings. You know, we're all entitled to some time off, but if you know the excessive time of work one has to question as an employer what's going on is there a deeper reason than the, the reasons that they're giving why there is a, 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 a large number of um, work absences or even being invited to work gatherings and you're refusing to go to work gatherings and you're trying to find out you know why and it's probably simply because their partner has um, stopped them from going to work gatherings rather than saying, oh, you know, I don't have childcare or I'm not feeling well or, or something like that. Um, number three, constant email text, emails and texts that you see that your employees, employee are receiving from their partners. Staying late at work, arriving and also arriving to work early. That's number four. Staying late at work. One might think, oh, you know, this person's very conscientious about getting their work done. But in fact, they're probably afraid to go home because they know what awaits them. Or arriving early, can't wait, you know, you know that person can't wait to leave the house. Um, because nine times out of ten, the workplace is actually a safe haven for them. That's the only place that they feel safe. So they will stay late or they will arrive early to work. Number five. Um, change in behaviour, reduce productivity and performance. The change in behaviour is maybe apparent if normally this person was a bubbly person, um, you know, um, very communicating, you know, talked a lot to, um, to other people, and then all of a sudden that they're quiet and more reserved, and you know they're not, you know, they're not talking as much as they used to. You know, that's something, you know, that's a change in demeanour and one has to probably find out, you know, well, what's going on? We ask surface level questions, but I think it's so important to ask much deep rooted questions um, to ensure that the answers that you're, you know, to ensure that, you know, um, the answers that you're getting are, are 
I don't know whether it's the right answer or the wrong answer, but it does help to ask more deep and open questions rather than yes or no questions. Are you okay? Yes. No. Yeah. Um, number six, employees not wanting to go, not wanting to work from home. You know, the pandemic has caused us to um, work from home with this hybrid way of working. And again, as I've mentioned in, in my previous podcast, it's not the, the home is not always the safe place to be. So I think when employees are saying, yes, work from home, you know, it's great for some people, but it's not always going to be um, a good thing for somebody else if they are victims of domestic abuse. And I think um, there's something that employers can also do is, you know, in terms of raising awareness, is the, the work patterns that, you know, if an employee comes and says, well, you know, I want to change my, my work patterns or, you know, change from my shift work or whatever, um, ask ask why you know and um they may not always say straight away what the reasons are but i think it's important to again to ask um meaningful um questions deeper questions that would give a a a lengthier answer rather than yes or no so yeah i mean those are just some of the things that an employee could look out for in terms of signs and indicators that someone is being um, is in a relationship that is a that is abusive. Now, just quickly before I end, is that I would just want to sh- highlight with you the effects of domestic abuse, both physical and mental. So, if I can just quickly go through this list of um, phys- the physical impact, and it states that one in five attend A and E as a result of injuries. Um, health conditions associated with domestic abuse, such as <clears throat> um, asthma, headaches, migraines, um, chronic pain syndrome, um, card- cardiovascular disease, and also reproductive consequences of, you know, um, domestic abuse, which may include, which will or does include pregnancy difficulties or STIs or gynecological disorders. And also um, to recognise that one-fifth of children are also injured um, by domestic abuse as well. And the mental impact is that 16% of victims have considered suicide as a result of abuse and 13% report self-harming. Wow, I mean, you know, we, we really have to take this on board. Employers really have to take this on board because in terms of mental impact, victims also experience um, P. PTSD, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, 40% of high-risk victims report mental health problems and domestic abuse carries psychological impacts such as anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, flashbacks and sleep disorder. So there's a huge amount of things there um, as a result of domestic abuse, which I don't think that employers can ignore they they simply cannot ignore so if you are an employer and you're listening to this podcast do you have policies and procedures in place you there needs to be um what does what's the word you need to have at least one person in each department depending how big your um, organization is um who has knowledge who has to be trained 
to recognise the signs so that if an employee is has been affected, that they have somewhere to go. And again, um, I'm going to repeat what I repeated before. There has to be a, a culture, a changing culture that domestic abuse is not stigmatised or that it's a taboo, taboo subject. You know, recently, you know, we've been talking about the menopause now, you know, which is such an important topic to talk about. But I think domestic abuse is just equally just as important to talk about, you know, especially when it's having an impact on you as a business. You know, again, you know, reduce productivity and performance. You're losing money, you know. So if you put things in place and to raise awareness, to have a culture where if someone is being affected, that they can um, go to somebody and that it will be addressed in confidence. I must add that it must be addressed in confidence. Um, then that would improve performance and productivity because that person who is being abused, you know, that has been affected by domestic abuse, knows that they have the support of um, their employer. Um, so, you know, one thing that I've mentioned before is the time, the only time that an employee will go to their employer, their manager, is when things come to a head, when they probably have to move out of their um, their, their home and probably with kids in tow to, and, you know, to find a refuge and somewhere to go, you know, that's the time when they have to divulge, you know, what's happening at home, you know, or even if they have to go to court, I've mentioned this before, you know, that they need time off, but we don't, we don't want it to get to that point um, that that's the only time when you, you know, need to approach your employer, you know, if there is a culture that, um, that is sympathetic and empathetic to their employees and their and their needs, then things could be put in place immediately, and the employee will know that they have the, the support of their employer to help them um, once they're going through that. So yeah, I mean that's just um, a, you know what I've just mentioned today is a business case that employee employers have to adopt. Now, as I said, this is something that I can help you with, yet the eBridge can help you with. So if you're an employer and, um, you know, you do have a duty of care to your employees, I've mentioned the laws um, relevant to that um, or pertaining to that. And if you're an employee, again, I I actually challenge you to ask your employer, what do they have in place? Is there somewhere that someone that they can go to? And again, I'm well aware that they have the employee, the employee assistant program. But, you know, you know, my research has showed that it's in some places that it's not fit for purpose and that one size does not fit all. And that there need, well, as I said, one size does not fit all. And, you know, I guess as an employee, not everybody wants to go to the employee assistant program where it's just counselling that there may even be a waiting list. So, yeah, so if any employers are out there, you know, do get in contact with me. My email address is info at Jacqueline-Francis.com. Please um, do check out the website as well. Um, So, yeah, let's be more empathetic and let's just raise this awareness Um, because you as an employer have a duty of care. So until next time, speak soon. Take care. Bye-bye.